Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics and you get sports. And we got a big, big pod planned for today. First off, joining me today, we've got four, four of our podcast brethren here. Uh, first off, Kevin Miller is here. How's it going, Kevin? Not bad, not bad. All right, good to have you back. Uh, Mike Leapock making his triumphant return. It's been a while for Mike, hasn't it? It has. I feel like you say that every pod now. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure that's how you introduced me last time. But it's true. To be back. Yeah, it's been a while since we recorded with Mike, but he was just on our 150th that just got posted. True. Yeah, very true. We recorded that one uh, just a touch ahead of schedule on that one, but uh, well, whatever. We're just peeling back the curtain a little bit. Uh, Rob Callflesh is also here. How's it going, Rob? Good. How are you guys? Not bad. Not bad. And to round out our what is this five point star? I guess uh, Kyle Brown KB is here. How's it going, KB? Evening, gentlemen. Wonderful. All right, so we're all here to talk about one thing. Gordon Hayward signs with the Celtics. Four years, $128 million. Yes, two years in a row the Celtics have signed the biggest free agent. Yes, yes, yes. Now firmly the third best team in the NBA. This is in, this is crazy. Absolutely great. They still suck behind uh, the, the Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors who are going to win the next three titles. Mike Leapock, hot take on the Gordon Hayward signing. Go. Mike Leapock has signed <laughs> off. I'm so glad we're talking about this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm super excited about the Gordon Haywood signing, obviously, as a Celtics fan. But we are here to talk. Boom. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is back. And uh, it's two weeks away, two Sundays away, a little less than two weeks away from the season seven premiere. I was going to wait and release this a week early, but Bachelorette went ahead and screwed me this week and didn't have an episode because stupid 4th of July. So, all right, you're getting our uh, Game of Thrones season seven podcast uh, a, a week early. Um, pretty excited about it. First question to you guys, who holds the North? Come on, you guys are supposed to say we do. First off, you gave me no Gordon Haywood hot takes and now you can't even... Come on! Ramp up the energy, boys! Come on! I was that's a complicated question. Let's dive into that. Oh, all right. Oh, God. I, I'm pretty excited for, for Season 7. Um, before, we, before we get in, let's take a little fresher. Let's go back. To Season 6 for a couple seconds because I would like to play a little game with you guys called who's in and who's out the season six game of thrones edition this is where we find out who came back and who left and we're gonna we're gonna go lightning round style I want you to give a a one to ten we'll go we'll go one guy at a time how excited you were for this person to be in or this person to be out let's start would you guys want to start with who's out or who's in out. out yeah oh, sure why not <laughs> well the list for who the list for who's out is much longer than the list for who's in <laughs> just so you know <laughs> really yeah. and then who's in could truly be the lightning round it's yeah. true it's true uh scale of one to ten who is out this is who we lost in season six kevin miller duran martell too soon how dare you sir <laughs> <laughs> at least warm me up to it Jeez. i'll miss him i'll miss him every day <laughs> 
Uh, Mike Leapock, Area Hota. Eh. <laughs> Boy, he, he did not get covered good coverage yeah, in the in. The, in the, I, I missed. I missed the. Out. I'm gonna give him a five because I missed the idea of him. Yeah, you uh, know what? I have to agree with that. Rob Coughless, Tristane Martell. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kyle Brown, Bruce Bolton. This, I would have liked to see more of him. I mean, he was ruthless. I loved it, but it was still well written. All right. Slowest goddamn lightning round. <laughs> Kevin Miller, Walter Frey. It's not going to be quick for who's out, I tell you what. <laughs> Walter Frey about goddamn time, sir. <laughs> that was the best the, death of that whole series. of time yeah. years ago. <laughs> uh, Mike Leapock, Balon Greyjoy. Oh, yeah. I'll sell it all goddamn time. Yeah. <laughs> Fell down the well. Stop <laughs> uh, oh, getting him out. Rob Coughless. Speaking of Lassie, Rob Coughless, Shaggy Dog. Shaggy <laughs> Dog? Hey, who is this one? That's, that's, that's Rick and Stuff. Rick on Stuff. Oh, Rick on Rick on Rick on Stuff. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, is that the dog's name? Shaggy yeah, Shaggy Dog. Yeah, yeah never for, no you can't idea. forget the Dire Wolves. Absolutely not. We never forget the Dire Wolves. Uh, Kyle Brown, Alistair Thorne. Coming in hot with this next one. <laughs> uh, I forget who that is. <laughs> what? Cool. Oh, God, get out of here. Way to acclimate yourself to the Season 7 <laughs> podcast. Uh, Alistair Thorne, the, the guy, the Lord Commander who kept fucking over Jon Snow. Stabbed oh, him yeah. for the watch, oh, man. Yeah, for the watch. Yeah, yeah. Made it. yeah, killed him. Uh, yeah, he was. It's time for him to go. He had to go. Yeah, about time. Great speech awesome from beginning to end, though. Yeah, great speech at the in the uh, the battle for the wall episode. Uh, really, truly excellent. Uh, Kevin Miller, Ollie. Yeah, good. Bye. <laughs> Fuck Ollie. <laughs> Feel the traitor. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Leapock, OSHA. Oh, yeah. No, that was kind of a lame. Uh, well, sure, whatever. Right in the throat. How did this happen? Rob Callflesh, Summer. Okay. <laughs> he got both. Yeah, he got yeah, both direwolves. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't plan it like that, but it happened. <laughs> that Kyle... was a direwolf that could have stayed. <laughs> Kyle Brown, Hodor. Do you remember who Hodor is? I remember Hodor. Uh, I mean, I could have had him around the whole, the whole scenes and the whole series. He could have, but I mean, they tied it together well. Yeah. So many inspirational speeches throughout the series. Yeah, I just <laughs> every time. Yeah, every time I I see one of those. Uh, I'm in an elevator, and I see where it says hold door for the rest of my life. I will always remember Hodor. Uh, Kevin Miller, the Blackfish. Oh, criminally underused, much like Duran. Yeah, and yeah. off off screen Maybe. death too. Off screen death. Yeah, like a punk. Yeah. Mike Leapock, the waif. Oh yeah, that was fun. Mm, yeah, just got her face all cut. Just, it's just, just ripped her face oh, right yeah. off. There's nothing you can do about it. Anything that involves Arya, I'm on board yeah. for. So. <laughs> Rob Call, Rob Callflesh, Rickon Stark. 
<laughs> serpentine, <laughs> mother, serpentine <laughs> motherfucker! <laughs> serpentine! What are you doing? What are you doing? At least run on an angle! Something! I mean, you don't even need a serpentine! Like, just run in this straight <laughs> line! Because I just rewatched it, when John was running towards him, John could have veered off. It's like, hey, dude, come towards me. I saw the arrow go. <laughs> it's just, man, I don't know. Yeah, so that's a fair point, Rob. Yeah, he should have been yelling serpent. Serpentine! <laughs> Zagon. Uh, who's up next? Kyle Brown. Kyle Brown. One one. The Giant. Uh, I mean, he wasn't really a character. He was just, you know, a giant. So awesome. Hero. Yeah. <laughs> this spot is making it sound like we hate everybody <laughs> on the show. <laughs> oh my God, we're only like halfway through the Who's Out list. Uh, Kevin Miller, Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd put, call me for him. <laughs> Mike, Human monster. Yeah. Mike Leapock, Grandmaster Picel. Sorry, Grandmaster Picel. Excuse me. Uh, yeah. That was a good one. R- Rob Cawflesh. is so old. <laughs> Again, the ravages of time. Yeah. yeah. Rob Cawflesh, the High Sparrow. How do you keep getting the weird ones? <laughs> I get the weird ones. Oh, I guess it's just me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm fine with him being gone. I hated his whole storyline. Yeah, Jonathan Price is so good though, because like I I believe him being that pompous oh, in real life. A- acting for yeah. sure was great, but the oh, storyline was black. Kyle Brown, Loras Tyrell, slash Iron Fist, slash Keeping yeah. Up with the Meachams. <laughs> I'd actually pay money to watch him die over and over again. Now. <laughs> <laughs> he used the Iron Fist just about as much in Game of Thrones as he did in the actual Iron Fist show. <laughs> Fuck's sake. God, what a terrible uh, bunch of crap that was. Uh, Kevin Miller, Mace Tyrell. Yeah, he was there in the background <laughs> for about seven scenes, and now I guess he's dead. <laughs> yep, yep, he's gone. Mike Leapock, Marjorie Tyrell. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Now we've entered the drag. Yeah, yeah. That one. <laughs> oh, God. So sexy. So, so, so. I'll forever mm. miss her eyes and everything else. <laughs> yeah. Every, just... Yes, eyes. Whew. So her eyes are up here, Mike. Uh... <laughs> Mike Leapock, Lancel Lannister. Everybody's favorite Lannister. Oh, God. I... Yeah, no. That, that was time. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta skip ahead here. Kevin. Kevin Lannister. Kevin with soon. Kevin with an A. Cinnamon roll too yeah. good for this world. Always dropping truth bombs. That, that Kevin Lannister. Kevin with an A. You guys should see my Tumblr page devoted to Kevin Lannister. <laughs> uh, Rob Cawflesh, Tom, and, and I hesitate to give him a last name because I'm not sure what's real. Uh, I enjoyed the way that he went out. <laughs> what? Where he's like, yeah, just yeah. walks off, sets the crown down. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> yeah, I have to go now. Yeah, I have to go now. My planet needs me. <laughs> oh, God. And finally. On the way back to his home planet. <laughs> finally, mercifully, Kyle Brown, the last person to die in season six, Walder Frey. The that was cook. the best. Yeah. The best death of yeah. the whole season. That was great. I mean, whose did you like better? Let's let's do let's go around the table. Um, more satisfying death, Walder Frey or Ramsey Bolton? What do you think? Let's start with Miller. 
Uh, I fucking hated Ramsey, but I have to put it to Walter Frey. You've been waiting for that prick to die for years now, <laughs> before Ramsey was even a character. Leapock, Ramsey or Walter? I gotta agree with Kevin that 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 the, the fact that he'd been around for longer, he kind of set a lot of this whole shithead stuff in motion, and the fact that you know Arya, sweet. <laughs> Rob, what about you? Yeah, I'm gonna have to back this decision. All right. And Kyle Brown already, I believe, already suggested that yeah, he enjoyed best Walter Frey. Death in the whole season. Yeah, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna make it a, a sweep across the board with the Walter Frey thing because it was just so good. Because like the best part is that like Arya was there, the entire, like the entire, like they're having this party and there's this like, you know, sexy girl there the entire time and and uh, Braun is looking at Jamie Lannister going, oh, you don't even have to fucking try to get the girls, you prick and stuff like that. And really, it was just Arya like thinking, I should stab him in the throat too the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> while, while he's here, while he's here, you know, like, it could be two like, for one. Yeah, it's like, oh, sweet. <laughs> I have a coupon. <laughs> that was a little devil. The feeding of the children to Walder, and then, like, yeah. And then you see the toe, and then just, ah, oh, it's the best. <laughs> yeah. Best. It's, eat it. Eat the toe. <laughs> so bad. Oh, yeah, God. you have to eat those, too. <laughs> so good. And that was like a callback to something, uh, to like a brand conversation in season two or three wasn't it about yeah. the what is it the rat cook so yeah. one, one of my book bros helped me out here miller leapock take point on this one yeah it was uh basically the idea is that the the rat king he uh does exactly what walder Frey did right before he does it and he's cursed by eating having his kids baked into a pie nice yeah and it's this whole idea of the uh, that he's to kill someone is a terrible thing, but to kill someone when they have guests leave under your house is, like, the most reprehensible thing a person can do. And, it like, Bran had that conversation, like, right after the Red Wedding. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it did a hard cut to Walder Frey after that story. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's gonna happen to him. Yeah, you just have to wait for it. Happened, we're like, oh, God. Oh god, let's do it. And then it's years later. I'm like, come on! Yeah, like you're like, eat it, eat the pie. Do it, eat it. Oh man, great stuff. Uh, so let's go back to season six because one of my favorite things about Game of Thrones that they do is. You know, guys will leave for two, three years, and then they come back, and they just kick in the door, and they take over plot lines, or in some cases, they just show up for the first time we've ever seen them, and start taking over plot lines. So, much shorter list. This is who's in for season six of Game of Thrones. First off, Kevin Miller gets a lucky one. Jon Snow, surprise, motherfuckers, he's back! He is. He was out, but then he was back in season six. Jon Snow, how amped were you? One to ten, Jon Snow. <laughs> He was out for an episode. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was two episodes. Well, by the way, I was listening, I was recalling, just refreshing our memory for the, uh, uh, listening to our season six preview, just refreshing my memory for taking notes for this one. And I remember I predicted, I was like, you know how, I, I believe it, this was like a direct quote I basically told you guys, you know exactly how they're going to do it. The One of the episodes is going to end, they're going to chant, and then it's going to cut down to him, and he's just going to do the, <gasps> thing, and that's how it's going to cut, and that was exactly how it went down, so kudos to me. So, just going to pat myself on the back for that one. Uh, anyway, Jon Snow, back in in season six, Kevin Miller. Uh, yeah, like you said, it happened exactly the way you and a lot of other people figured it would. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, 
it, it was not really a reveal at all because it's like, well, this character's dead, and I think probably seventy percent of the viewing audience suspected that he would come back, and then he did. So, I mean, he was great in the season, but his return wasn't really unexpected. <laughs> no, even that one kind of had to go that way i mean we had to have some happiness in the show at some point right? oh sure i mean and then the show went ahead and confirmed exactly who he is too yeah. so mm-hmm. for, for all of us loyal book readers that's true kevin miller you're on Greyjoy. never never seen or mentioned before season six shows up throws a guy off a bridge and now is technically the king of the iron islands technically mm-hmm. but as an iron islander myself who is technically technically drowned himself in those very same waters i don't recognize him as my king i'm just gonna say that so should you be claiming the salt (laughs) maybe i should say man that was really cool like i I was in ireland i'll say this for the listeners uh because you guys already technically know this story but i was in ireland uh with my family uh for a visit and we went on the game of thrones tour so we saw a lot of the cool scenes and we saw that scene that that part in northern ireland where they did the the scenes for all the Iron Islanders and and my brother and I were like we got to go and jump in these waters right just to say we did it <laughs> of course we did we saw that cave where Melisandre gave birth to the uh, Shadow Baby that was pretty cool uh, I, so I've stood in that in that in that exact cave so that that's kind of cool and uh, yeah so you're on Greyjoy is he an actual character in the books Miller or Leepock oh yeah. And is he still alive or anything like that? Give us his, <laughs> give us his background. Is, is he a dick there too? Still around. They they haven't done a whole lot with him. They uh, he's just kind of, um, you know, like most island islanders, he's a colossal dick. Yeah, yeah. They've done about as much with him. Well, they they had the whole issue with the king's moot and how like uh, uh, Theon's sister uh, Yara in the show is like trying to claim like that she's the rightful heir to the iron islands and so on like theon's gonna back her up uh but then he comes in out of nowhere it's like surprise motherfuckers now i'm the king Hmm. um but we haven't had a whole lot of him since directly we've had more of victorian who is not a show like who is his brother another brother of balon's but uh is not a character in the show or at least not yet um so we're wondering if they might conflate that with like his like victorian story with theon's maybe going forward um, it could be very interesting, Iron Islander stuff for season seven. Yeah, Victorian's even worse, by the way, than Euron. He's <laughs> well, he oh, beat his last wife to death for like no reason. Oh my goodness! So he he fits right in in the Game of Thrones world, is what you're saying? Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Ah, excellent, <laughs> excellent. Um, Miller, what do you think we could expect as a book reader from Euron Greyjoy in season seven? Uh, again, it's hard to say. We're we're beyond books, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, this it, is uncharted it, territory. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they, they've, they've done some stuff, like I said, with Victorian that hasn't really happened in the show yet, and it's going to be interesting to see whether they do that at all. A and B, do it with like Victorian that shows up, or Euron himself, or maybe Theon or Yara going forward. So I don't know. It's difficult it, to see. It seems likely to me that Victorian just gets cut out. And Euron is the character. Is the proxy yeah, for him. And, and yeah, just, is Victorian. And then, about, uh, like, and then they'll, they'll cut... Yeah, they'll, they'll probably cut most of what happens with Victorian. Like, there's all this backstory, and you get to see him floating around on the... You know, for a while. Mm-hmm. And they'll just cut all that out, because who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like, We've only got 13 hours of Game of Thrones left, so... Yeah. yeah. 15. 15. Is 15? I thought it was 13. All right. 15. Much better. 
they well, did a so great job in the last episode of trimming out like 30 characters so i mean maybe yeah. there's room to add another one still who knows yeah well i mean there's a, there's a whole subplot where he gets his hand cut pretty bad yeah maybe they cut that out yeah <laughs> well and the idea is that he gets his hand cut and he finds like this other third red priest that we haven't met yet who like heals his hand but makes it like a demon hand <laughs> oh my goodness like, who knows they, they could do could just... that. they could do something related to that maybe with theon like while he's out raiding on euron's behalf who knows yeah but the thing is that the demon hand isn't even well presumably at this point isn't that important and that red priest isn't important either except for making the demon hand because right after he does it he throws him off a fucking boat yep. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows that I mean, means this guy's a colossal dick uh that'd be a good thanks for the band-aid fuck off <laughs> it could come to nothing <laughs> that'd be a pretty funny lead, uh but you're also a dirty priest <laughs> That'd be a pretty funny Game of Thrones thing if you're on Greyjoy just showed up with the demon hand and no explanation, and they he was just like, "Surprise, motherfuckers! Demon hand, deal with it!" <laughs> and just started doing weird shit with it. <laughs> oh god! Because then that opens them up to have spinoffs and to fill in the gaps. <laughs> well, they're already talking about that. I don't know if you. Oh god! Well, because George George R. R. Martin, I think, has signed some sort of paraplayic deal. Uh, with uh, HBO to do more, because I mean they're sitting on a gold mine here, right? They can't just do 13 hours and then be like, "Hey, let's just sit on this giant pile of money and do nothing with it," right? So there have been talks of doing visual interpretations of of other stories. Like I, it's one of the one, ones that was kicked around was the obviously the Robert's Rebellion was kicked around, and. Uh, I assume some of the earlier stories with like the Targaryens and the dragons and and old Valeria and that that sort of a thing, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, let's let's ask uh, our our book bros who would do this. Let me go to. I know I'm ignoring you, KB. Don't worry. We'll we'll get you some some juicy juicy stuff uh, in a minute. But no worries. Uh, let's go with uh, Mike Leapock. Uh, as a book reader, what would you most likely want to see as a Game of Thrones spinoff? Um, there are a couple, like, I'd like to actually, oddly enough, we're seeing it a little bit, the, um, the fight scene right before we find out that R plus L equals J, mm-hmm. uh, with, um, you know, with Ned against, like, that, that legendary swordsman, his name escapes me at the moment. Yeah, that was a fun, uh, Sir, but Arthur Dane or something, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, Targaryen, Dane, yeah, Dane. I was like, is it Dan? Dan? No, that's someone else. Dern? Danny. No, that's not right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, you know, people like him uh, and inside stuff like that, like Robert's Rebellion would be kind of interesting, but not so much because I think it would just end up playing out like a lot of generic fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, I mean, one thing that I read about Game of Thrones is that the idea is that Game of Thrones is what is the happily ever after. The realistic happily ever after that happens after the story ends. Like you've got Robert Baratheon who, you know, overthrows the mad king and has this great war and then marries the beautiful princess and they live happily ever after but actually, peace in the actually seven kingdoms <laughs> for 20 yeah. years peace in this yes exactly peace of the seven kingdoms but then it's a you know a couple decades later and she's banging her brother and he's fat and an alcoholic and abusive and everything's <laughs> falling apart still don't trust these other families and <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean 
the actual rebellion itself, it's like, whatever. We, we know what happens. It was a cool rebellion. A bunch of people well, were killed. But... Yeah, and there's a lot of interesting stuff that's happening in Game of Thrones proper that you couldn't do because, like, these are the things that haven't been seen for 100 years. Like, you couldn't have any dragons. You couldn't have any White Walkers or anything because they've been unheard of for hundreds, if not thousands of years. So, like, yeah. a lot of the external drama kind of gets taken out. Like, you kind of have to... Yeah, it's almost, it's almost so generic that you're just... It could be, like, I don't know, just go read about the actual wars that happened in real life, right? Like, yeah, exactly. we didn't have dragons either. So, so you want to cool see something theories. a little more interesting. But, uh, also, something a, bit, a little bit more fantastical, like maybe, um, you know, Valeria. Old Valeria. Like, whatever the hell happened there. Yeah, the thing is, and then you can actually have something and so far removed that's basically not Game of Thrones anymore. One of the cool theories that I heard um, was that uh, the Mad King was actually hearing voices like Ned did when he heard uh, Bran talk to him when he was being the Three-Eyed Raven. I think that'd be pretty cool to explore the why the Mad King was mad if it was actually the Three-Eyed Raven talking to him, telling him not to fuck up, and him fucking up because he was being talked to, kind of thing. Yeah, I've heard that. Well, theory. some people. Well, yeah. I, I I heard that theory. And I, another one I heard is that it was actually Bran talking to him. Yeah, and that's that he's what trying I to tell them. He's trying to tell them to burn the White Walkers, and he just goes crazy because his, you know, Bran's not very good at it. He blew up Hodor's brain. Maybe <laughs> he blows up the Mad King's brain, and then he goes and burns all the people. Yeah, burn them all. Burn them all. <laughs> that was my favorite thing. One of my they favorite things. No, no, not the people. The bad ones. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, we did it so bad. <laughs> one of my favorite yeah, things. That's, that's in... like, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things in season six was when uh, the you know the White Walkers start coming, or or like Bran accidentally goes into the tree and then has that vision where the Night's King grabs him, and then he's like, <laughs> the guy goes, "Oh God, you gotta get the hell out of here!" And he goes, "Well, am I ready?" And he's like, "Oh God, no!" <laughs> it's just like, "Oh God, no, no, not even close. You fucked up huge, kid." Right? We are, we are also well, really very. This time. Yeah, he's like, "Permission to speak freely? You really screwed the pooch, buddy." <laughs> bad, bad. I, I think uh, some something similar to the old Valyria, the first men and the the tree folk would be kind of cool to explore as well. Oh yeah, but you're going pretty far back there. Yeah, I, well, I imagine we'll get a lot of that. That's the beginning on that one. Yeah, I imagine we'll get a lot of that in in season seven through the brand plot line too. Yeah, because he ain't done with I those mean, flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, in in that way, I mean, we've kind of been talking around it, but I mean, my short answer is I don't really want to see a spinoff series. I don't I, think I, I'd be as interested. Yeah, I can say with one hundred percent certainty, I do not want to see a spinoff. Yeah. Well, it's not official yet, but they're 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 in they're definitely in talks for some spin-offs. It'd be like cool if they did like uh if they went with, with like what I've been begging with for uh Star Wars for about a decade now where like let's make original stories that have nothing to do with the original plotline and they just did like some other thing where they're like this happened thousands and thousands of years ago and has absolutely nothing to do with the original plotline involving Lannisters and stuff. We're just in that world where, you know, it's crazy, and they're they're just, you know, it's like, oh, there's Dornish people here, and there's the Northerners and whatnot. It's, it's like the Game of Thrones world, but it has, it's thousands and thousands of years before the actual, like, Game of Thrones, you know, yeah. stuff that occurred, so that, that'd well, be Well, Arya even makes uh, a comment, I can't remember who it was to, but it's like, okay, so where's she gonna go? It's like, 
well, what's west of Westeros? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and then they're like, I don't know, like, that's where the map the ends world. or something. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, depending on how this world is set up, if is it flat? Yeah. Is it actually, like, a globe <laughs> and all that? Uh, and she just goes back around to the other side. But if it's just a completely brand new spot and these two places just have never crossed paths, you're in the same world. She just keeps completely different. She just keeps going to West. She ends up in like the World of Warcraft universe. There's like all sorts of orcs and trolls and shit there. And she's just like, oh my god, I've gone too far. Yeah. Uh, the way you were talking, Pierce, it sounded like you wanted Revan to show up. Yeah, just something. Yeah. God, who knows? Oh, I would. I would kill for that. Any anything other than what we're currently getting in the Star Wars movies. Um. Still haven't finished the who's in list. couple other names here. Uh, Mike Leapock. Uh, who's in? Heartsbane, or as I like to call it, Chekhov's Sword. What can we expect from Chekhov's Sword in Season 7? We can expect it to be a prop. Yep. <laughs> and occasionally show up. Pass. <laughs> well, it's going to do It's gonna do something, right? Because, like, 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 it's going to have, like, that sword's going to come into play at some point for something Sam does, yeah. right? Because obviously, Honestly, like... It's probably, actually, considering he has it and how far away he is, it's probably going to wait until season, like, until yeah. season eight. Yeah, that's a good point. But that sword has to come into play at some moment, right? Oh, yeah, right? for like... sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah but it's yeah. probably, it's probably I, I would guess, season eight, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, once winter has gone all the way down there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If, if there's a uh, if there's a gun on the mantle in the 14th act, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it has to go off, right? Like that's yeah, it has to go off somewhere before the 20th, 23rd act. <laughs> yeah, however yeah. deep well, we're in. <laughs> with its well, inclusion, I mean, it's what the fourth or fifth sword now that is Valyrian steel, since like Ned's that. sword was split into two. Yep, something like that. Yep. I yeah. can only think of a couple. I I, might, I think I'm missing one. Because we've got the we've got the dagger, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the the dragon bone one that was like used to assassinate Bran in the like the third episode. Yep. Um, I, for, I forgot it. about that one. So there's that one, the two, two that Ned we have was two swords into. that were made of ice, one of which is Jamie's and one of which is Brienne's. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we've got uh, John Snow's, John Snow's, and we've got John Snow's uh, Longclaw. Longclaw. Yeah. Long so there's five. Yes. Yeah. And then we've got some piles of obsidian around too that are. Beyond the wall. Yeah, there's a big pile of it behind the wall. You just have to go get it, you know. <laughs> you just... <laughs> like, well, do not recommend. Please Stannis... just go down the wall and pick up that satchel. Well, Stannis was telling John that Dragonstone has a shit ton, so yeah, I mean, all you gotta do true. is go south. Yeah, it feels like a throwaway line, but most likely won't be. <laughs> well, well, who have we seen in the trailers that's showing up at Dragonstone in season seven? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's Dragonstone. That's where uh, Stannis had his like. Yeah, that, yeah. Stannis was given Dragonstone because Robert was like, I need someone at my back who I can trust and who is not a moron like my little brother. Little, right. little brother. Yeah. That's why he was so pissed off, because he didn't get Storm's End. That's what he wanted. That was his birthright. But uh, Robert chose to give him Dragonstone because he needed the tactical genius to his backside. Yeah. Right. And Sweet yeah. you got yeah. Storm's End. The trailers definitely showed uh, Danny and uh, Dragonstone. Yeah, she's pulling down the uh, the heart with the flame banner that Stannis left there. So much flames, always burning stuff. I had I was rewatching all the episodes, and the the two most difficult scenes. 
the two most difficult scenes to rewatch still haven't been able to rewatch uh, Oberyn versus the mountain skipped over that bit and uh, when man when they set fire to Shireen oh even the oh. second time oh that's difficult to get through I mean I can think of a third one I'll never watch <laughs> throw it out there uh, when Ramsey rapes Sansa. <laughs> oh, yeah, that wasn't... Eh. And especially considering they showed it from the point of view of a man. Oh, it was all sorts of bad. That That's that's to the most controversial scene to date, The, the most problematic scene. Yeah, yeah. But, like, not just... That was one that, like, the book readers just didn't have a problem with, but also the show, people like myself who never read the books, I was just sitting there going... I don't approve of that. <laughs> well, I mean, the I, fact I that, like, for reasons. Yeah. of course, the, the big problem was that it's like, oh, you know, uh, Sansa's getting raped. How bad is that for Theon? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, and it's like, let's show a rape scene, but from the perspective of a dude who's watching it and doesn't like what's happening. And it's like, ugh, it's real collar pulling. Right? It, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Not a, not a. Not a, not a shining beacon that that will, will be mentioned in in a in a tremendous show. Uh, Kevin Miller, Sandor Clegane, back in. Thought like much like Jon Snow before him. Thought he was gone, but now he's back. What can we expect from Sandor uh, Clegane? That's one of the ones where in the book he you know quote unquote died, but yeah. you know was never confirmed dead. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess he's there, and apparently fine. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I, I wasn't expecting them to see him show up in Season 6, and now I'm kind of interested to see what he does with more, because I, I, they could have easily just not had him come back at all. Uh, he was there for, I think, just the one episode, right? Uh, two. Well, he was he was mostly in that one, and then, it, and then I think... A couple episodes later, he killed those villagers, and then he was hanging out with Beric Dondarrion, talking. That's stuff. right. Yeah. yeah. If, if if he's there to join forces and and uh, have Beric Dondarrion be a figure again, then I'm all for it. <laughs> and one word: mm-hmm. Clegane Bowl. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm still. Yeah. Yeah. That happened. Yeah. It's gotta happen. Click game ball. Yeah. One of the unresolved plots of last year. Yeah. <laughs> because the mountain just stood around and was menacing for a season. <laughs> Fuck, I hate that guy. Yeah, but he was super <laughs> menacing. He scared the shit out of those uh, sparrows. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he definitely strikes an imposing figure, and that's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd kick him in the balls. <laughs> or just below his balls. I think it's called a taint. Uh, <laughs> okay, Leonard. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get into it. Season seven. I just have one question, and I'm gonna actually let me ask KB a question, and then I'll ask the book readers a question. Let's let's switch it up a little bit. Kyle Brown, what are you just straight up? What are you most excited for in season seven? Kind of a broad question, I know, but just off the top of your dome, most excited for in season seven. The Night King. Everything to do with the White I could care less what happens with Cersei and Daenerys and all. Throw that all away. Give me a whole season of White Walkers and Jon Snow and Beric Dondarrion with a flaming sword going up against undead ice people. That's That's got me written all over it. I want to see people getting destroyed and brought back. Like the, the second, one of the best, if not the best scene of last season was when they're on the boats, awake, get, running away from the Night King, and he stands there with his hands Come at me, bro. And commands. Well, oh, sorry. Two seasons ago, whatever. Does the come at me, bro? Yeah. Yeah. The come at me, bro. Raising of the dead. 
like, yeah. oh my god. That scene was that so was... good it made it into this season. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, all, it's all a blur. And it's just the best scene in probably the whole series for me is that scene right there. I want to see more Night King. I want to see awesome zombie ice battles. That's what I want. My one fanboy wish that I have, and this is this is just pure like wish fulfillment stuff. That I, I think it would be pretty cool if they killed one of the dragons and he brought he rose one of the dragons up as like a frost dragon. Like again, this is my second World of Warcraft reference of, of the game. But like, if they brought one of the dragons back and it was like breathing ice fire type shit, I'm mean, I think that would be pretty cool. But that's the total wish fulfillment thing. I don't I don't think that's actually going to happen. This, my son. Yeah, but it it would be pretty cool. Um. Kevin Miller, do you think that there is any chance that the character known as Lady Stoneheart somehow shows up in season seven? Jeez, I mean, there's always a chance. Mm -hmm. Um, It's unlikely, but... Before you get into it, explain to the listeners, just in case they don't know who Lady Stoneheart is. Uh, I think we've explained on the podcast before, but I'll get into it. Um, The short story is that after the Red Wedding, uh, Caitlin Stark's body was thrown naked into the river at River Run, washed down the river, um, came up upon the Brotherhood Without Banners where they recognized, oh shit, this is Lady Catelyn's body. Uh, Beric Dondarrion, who's been blessed with life from the Red uh, the red God uh, by um, the other dude whose name I always forget, <laughs> the other priest. Um, but uh, he's been brought one. back to life. Yeah, that's right, Thoros. Uh, he's been brought back to life a couple times um, by Thoros, and then he's like, I gotta save Lady Catelyn, like, full-on kisses her corpse on the mouth. He dies, and then she comes back to life as sort of this vengeful zombie, and, you know, everyone must die because they killed my family. Um, and we see a clip of, or a clip, we see sort of an epilogue chapter, I think, at the end of the third book, where she kills one of the Walder family. Um, just straight up without mercy. Um, and that's, we had like one more scene with her meeting up with Brienne at one point too. Uh, that that scene where she kills the, the, the fray, it's, it's actually brutal because it's a fray gets kidnapped and they say, pay this, you know, this ransom. And so they, so they send like a second fray, like the shittiest one. And it's all this about how much like he's made fun of by all the other brothers and how he wasn't even invited to the red wedding and all this stuff. He's an alcoholic. And he, yeah, he's an alcoholic and he's like DTing on the way because he didn't bring enough booze. And uh and he gets there and then he sees the uh you know the body of his brother or cousin or whatever it was uh who was kidnapped and then they just take him and hang him too. Yeah, and he's literally begging for wine as he's dying. Yeah. <laughs> But they're just like, no, we're just, you know what? This is a great way to kill two Freys. <laughs> At least two. <laughs> but uh, by my uh, going forward, I mean, they, they haven't shown her yet. But I mean, now that we've got sort of Beric Dondarrion back in the mix, it's not impossible. A lot of Beric, Beric Dondarrion shots in, in the trailers. A lot of shots of him. The problem oh, yeah. is, though, is that, that Beric was supposed to die in order to bring her back. So if he dies to bring her back, she is hella rotted by now. <laughs> well, here's my here's my theory, Mike, um, and the reason that I suspect that it still might be possible, even with some of those Barrack hero shots, where it's like, oh, Barrack is still alive. Clearly, um, he was he did the thing where he was like, there's a one hero shot of him in the trailer where it's like, you know, he's standing there on the on the cliff with the eye patch on, and he lights up his flaming sword, and that was Thoros Amir's flaming sword. <laughs> so maybe Thoros dies instead. Oh yeah, yeah, I could do it. 
I just like that. Way, though, you know what? If I have to make a, a choice, though, of Beric Dondarrion with a flaming sword fighting zombies and Catelyn Stark staring at people and gurgling and pointing, yeah. I'm going with the flaming sword and zombies. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, I concur. The flaming sword was a pretty awesome shot. I gotta yeah. say. Always fun to see. Rob Callflesh, what are you most excited for in Season 7? There's a lot that I'm excited for. I just hope every episode is amazing. Um, but <laughs> I, I would... <laughs> Wait, are you saying there's going to be garbage episodes? Maybe the best man win. <laughs> Let's have a good, clean election. <laughs> there's going to be some um, hot pussy episodes. <laughs> um, I'm also looking forward to all the, the Night King stuff and the zombies. But I am also looking forward to seeing Cersei just rain shit down on people. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> she looked real badass as a queen. And she's going to kill a lot. Maybe not herself personally, but she's going to have a lot of people killed. Um, I'm also looking forward to seeing Sansa do more awesome things since she started becoming an, a good character instead of uh, just a victim all the time. Yeah, she was, she was excellent. Since she did go through... Uh, just narrowly missed that season. character being uh, associated... My pick for uh, character of the year, MVP. Yeah. yeah. She narrowly she missed, narrowly missed with a season 7 MVP, the uh, or season 6 MVP. Like, it was basically... Like, her and Cersei Lannister is basically uh, Westbrook Harden <laughs> the entire time. And uh, But uh, Cersei... Ended up being the uh, season six yeah. MVP, and I and I, I I was thinking back in that, and I'm like, yeah, that was like I just rewatching season six. I was like, yeah, that was that was the right <laughs> that was the right choice. Um, yeah, I, 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 I could go on, but then I'm just going to list everything. Yeah, can, so. I, can I volunteer one premise? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, Arya Stark revenge tour. Boys are back in town. Yeah. Who <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? I I could do that one as well. But so with that, and now that the hound's back, mm-hmm. I want to see that band get back together. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Arya and the Hound go on more adventures. Who's I didn't a... consider that, but that is a fantastic point. <laughs> oh god, I want to go see them just run around. Here we go, murdering again. Sandor Clegane, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to see them do the hero handshake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I want to see that. I want to see Sandra Clegane and Arya. They're both wearing shutter shades and the, ha- and the hashtag bitch better have my chickens. Oh, <laughs> uh, great stuff. Who's left on Arya's list? Cersei. Cersei, the mountain, and... Why is the mountain oh. on Arya's? Oh, because of the, the stuff at Hall, right? Where they were... Uh... We're yeah. just like picking out dudes. That was the second mountain, wasn't it? There's been three mountains, have there not? Am I, yes. am I correct on that? Yeah, yeah, that was the second one. Yeah, I no, think yeah. that Sir Owen Payne was on there, and we haven't seen him in a long time. We haven't, he, we haven't seen him since season two, when he was just standing there, and Cersei was just like, we're all going to get raped. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Jamie was on there. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't so. think so either. And all the other Lannisters are dead. <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot there's a lot of people that are on her list that are in the books that aren't in this the Yeah. Like the Tickler and Well he's already a couple dead, others. isn't he? Well she she killed Did they the even have the, Yeah. Did they have the Tickler in this in the show? I don't it's so many. Yeah, characters. they had the Tickler. He he didn't do a ton. He wasn't as 
prominent, but yeah, no, he sat there and sat there I'm eating sorry, pears, but hearing basically. that name, I'm just imagining it being said in a Homer Simpson voice. Ooh, <laughs> <Hitler>. <laughs> sounds sounds kind of like a Batman villain. <laughs> yeah, like a Batman 66 villain. May Adam West rest in yeah. peace. Yeah. Detickler and Calendar Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only one of those is real. <laughs> it's the Calendar it's right, Man. Right behind the condom and cane. Yeah, so who, yeah, so who is left? Because, like, Marin Tran's dead. Uh, yeah. the, the, Joffrey's dead. dead. Joffrey's dead. Cer- Cersei's left, so Cersei's still on the list. The Mountain's still on the list. Uh, Illyn Payne is still alive. Yeah, Illyn Payne's yeah. still yes. technically alive. That that'll be <laughs> that'll be a thing where it's just like her going through a like list, and you'll be like, "Oh, there's Illyn Payne," and she'll just like throw a dagger in his throat and be like, <laughs> "And moving on." <laughs> like, you don't really like, care about this guy. Brick off of like a wall and just crushes his head. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you would be. We can play the guessing game of whoever was on that list. Were they in the sept when it blew up? Yeah, true. Well, technically, the hound is on her list too, though, isn't she? The hound was. Oh, removed. I think Melisandre should removed. be on. This is Jenny. Melisandre she loves is to on travel. the list. Yeah, Melisandre's on the list. Yeah. While planning her Targaryen's uh, on her list. She thought there Frozen has to be beer. a better way to see sharks. Are we yeah. reading the same list? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because I don't think she ever actually met Melisandre. <laughs> no, she did. Yeah, in this the, might be. She did in, in the, the in the series. No, she did. They were in that cave together with Beric and them, right? Because yeah, she uh, she sold Gendry or uh, Beric and those guys she sold, sold Gendry. Gendry. To yeah, that's why. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I, I I don't remember. Like I know in the in the book that they never met directly. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not sure if that, I know, I remember they did on the show, and apparently Melisandre gave the grim portent. We will meet again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm reading it on the Time Entertainment. Cersei, Ilan Payne, Gregor, Sandor, Melisandre, Beric Dondarrion, and Thoros of Mir. All right. So the list is actually... Well, some of those are definitely dying this season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just going to reiterate, that, uh, at least according to the House of Black and White, the Hound is no longer on that list. Because when they're playing the whatever, like the Game of Trues or whatever, um, when Arius was going through the list and said the hound she was getting slapped right yeah i do because remember she that. was lying yeah because she yeah. she was lying to herself he kept saying well that that that's one of those things where she believed she was lying because she thought he was dead kind of thing right yeah it's all up to the interpretation okay that's that's be, yeah the point is but if she really wants them dead then maybe the band won't get back yeah. together and i want that's the band true. to get back well together. we're gonna be making death predictions later as we do every it's my favorite part of most game of thrones uh yeah my favorite part of our game of thrones previews is guessing who's dead so there there's some names for everybody to toss around the old noodle uh mike leapock i believe we haven't asked you what you are excited for in season seven of game of thrones uh i'm interested in seeing the iron islands rise in prominence in the show and then in classic game of thrones fashion get shot down to shit and probably lit on fire yeah in how many episodes will this all occur oh god just all of them i think the whole thing is going to be iron ireland guys just on fire okay. yeah there are, there are a lot there are a couple shots in the, couple shots in the trailer where it was like theon and yara with worried looks on their faces as stuff appeared <laughs> yeah. to be burning to a crisp behind them so when you take all of your soldiers and wrap them in wood 
<laughs> and then mistake them against dragons. <laughs> I, well, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm just excited for like I would say I'm I'm most excited for in season seven that like and uh, that we basically had in the early few seasons were basically the war of the five kings and now we have essentially what is going to be the war of the five queens kind of sort of you know i mean i'm I'm stretching it a little bit with exactly how legitimate some of these quote-unquote queens are but you know we've got daenerys who's the queen of stuff and we've got cersei who's the queen of king's landing and we've got uh sansa who's the queen of the north kind of sort of and then yara's kind of sort of the queen of the iron islands and then the sand snakes are kind of sort of the queen of Dorne, so like and they're all going at it <laughs> queen so, of cheesy lines yeah they are very much that <laughs> uh well, and must die yep yep oh god so excited mike leapock make a prediction what character that we haven't seen in many years because this is my favorite part of, one of my favorite parts of game of thrones who haven't we seen in many years that comes back and starts making moves in season seven of game of thrones oh good god i don't know um <laughs> it's off the top of your dome gendry oh god you now you bastard that was totally gonna be my pick i had it circled yeah oh i totally said gendry Shit. was gonna come back we haven't seen gendry since season three I want to say three. Yeah, three when Melisandre... Is that, is that Robert's bastard? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. when yeah. Melisandre was putting... Technically, the rightful heir to the throne. Well, technically, there's like 19 rightful heirs. To, rightful there's, heir. Yeah, there's like seven or eight <laughs> rightful heirs Daenerys. to the throne. Yeah, <laughs> Daenerys, uh, Jon Snow, <laughs> like Gendry, <laughs> yeah. I guess, right? Like, there's a lot of people who could claim the throne. Yeah, can claim a reasonable right to throne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They can all have it as a timeshare. Yeah, but almost everyone more than Cersei. <laughs> yes, very much so. Uh, Kevin Miller, what character that we have not seen in a while comes back well, and takes I'm, over plot? Oh, Gendry was my answer too, so yep. I guess I'll say Sir Ellen Payne on the very quickly <laughs> on the death tour, <laughs> on the revenge tour. I don't, I don't see Sir Ellen Payne making a lot of moves, <laughs> like a lot no, of no, significant no. moves. I see him being slit, and that's it. <laughs> Yeah. Like an eight-second throwaway scene where, like, it's gonna be one of those episodes where Arya's like in, like, forty-five seconds of screen time, like a quick setup shot at the very beginning, and then like right at the very end, just like him getting shanked, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I believe. God, I can't believe Lee Pock stole Gendry. What a bastard. Uh, <laughs> Rob Coughlesh, any ideas off the top of your head who comes back? You plowed through all six seasons. What names? <laughs> Well, since the first round pick and the second round pick have already gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, God. I don't even know the character's name, but let's just go with one of Littlefinger's whores. Since <laughs> 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 burnt down. Just one of them. Uh, <laughs> there's so many to choose from. Uh, I, I can volunteer another couple, but it's it's a long shot. I've I've got a good one. I'll throw it out there, KB. Nymeria, Arya's wolf. Oh, excellent pick, That's good cool. sir. Excellent That's pick. Really good one. Oh, one. yeah. One of the who? Which are the dire? The, speaking of a good point, which of the dire wolves are still alive? There were six. It's just we're down to three, right? Yeah. Nymeria is alive. Um, Ghost is Ghost alive. Is, is that it? 
think that's yeah. it. I Jeez, think so, I think that's yeah. it. Yeah, Nymerian ghosts are the only ones still alive because Summer died in the tunnel. Shaggy yeah. Dog had his head chopped off. Uh, Ray Wind died three seasons ago. Yeah, and and, uh, and Lady and died like the fourth episode. Yeah, right. We're man, we're down to friggin'. Yeah, I think it was even earlier though. That might have been like the se- I think that might have been the second episode. It might have been the second episode. Yeah, it's third tops, right? When Lady died. Yeah, it's like yeah, it second was, or third tops. It was it was episode two. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the mark, the exact moment my wife was out on Game of Thrones. <laughs> the ending of <laughs> the ending of the second episode. What? They're cutting dogs? I'm out. <laughs> and she was right, everybody. <laughs> oh man, excellent pick. We'll, we'll get more violent from there. Excellent, excellent pick, uh, KB. Not merely a hot fire. Spitting right. hot fire right. with that nightmare. There's a pick. whole. There, she has like chapters in the book where she's just running around murdering people because that's what she does with her pack of wolves and i think that'd be pretty sweet to have her come back yeah i've I, I, I got a few uh smaller returns that might happen not as big as hasn't been seen since the second episode yeah throw it out there <laughs> but uh we haven't seen the sand snake since the first episode of season six well we saw him for like four seconds they got lady olena at the end of season in like yeah. 30 seconds yeah, in, in season six but yeah that 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 is a legit. I'll, I'll legitimize and then the that. possibility of uh, Thoros of Mir and Lady Catelyn slash yep. Lady Stoneheart. Yeah, it's entirely possible if a long shot. Absolutely, I like it. These are all very good picks. Um, and with 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 uh, <laughs> with the Brotherhood without banners, we might also see Hot Pie. <laughs> <laughs> Making his return. <laughs> yeah, just get so we get Nymeria, we get Hot Pie, we get Gendry, we get. Uh, Arya and we get Sandor Clegane and they just become I don't know sort of the Akatsuki of the friggin Game of Thrones universe and they're just running around slicing throats <laughs> ooh that was real inside baseball there uh, <laughs> again the boys are back in town yeah I like it uh, Mike Leapock how do you feel about the Jamie Lannister Queen Slayer theories that are getting thrown around there uh, well, the rest of the supposed, um, you know, her little thing is coming through. So, well, explain, explain that. Explain that point. to the listeners. Like, I, I don't want to say. I don't want to say likely because I don't want to say it's going to be. It's predictable if it happens. Because mm-hmm. I mean, the problem with Game of Thrones theories is that there's like eight thousand of them. Oh, it's like yeah. Nostradamus. If the world ends, surely Nostradamus would have predicted it because he predicted the world would end fifty different times. Yeah, and fifty different ways. So. Uh, I have a stone that will keep tigers away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Sir, I, I, I would like say to buy that it's, it, it's, it's likely. I think it would be a fitting end. Um, personally, I still want to see Arya just gut that bitch. But... <laughs> yeah. Arya does it in a Jamie mask. That way we can, with Jamie's face, oh, she yeah. already killed Game of Thrones. We can have it all. We can have our cake and eat it too. Like, oh, well, yeah. Jamie would have to be dead though. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, sure. Killed by Arya. Yeah, and that, and face okay, removed. Would it be from Brienne? Uh, they end up being in a situation where they have to then fight and Brienne wins. Possibly. That'd be a hell of a uh, web that they would have to spin. But, you know, it could happen. I could see it happening. But Arya's just there and he's like, hey, you going to use that face? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or Arya's just like everybody's just throwing out all these dead bodies. You can use these faces. <laughs> <laughs> so 
wasteful. Yeah. It's a good face. Well, he's a, minute. He's a high paid actor. You stabbed him in the stomach. I think this is a good face. <laughs> well, that actually makes me wonder now. Like, if she can do that directly, like, what's to stop her from being Walter Frey for like four episodes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so funny. And just commanding all of the phrase. <laughs> That'd be a little too... Like, Arya, I think, is very single-minded in her quest for revenge. That's a little too... Manipulative. Yeah, that's too... direct. (laughs) Yeah, too manipulative and well thought out and, yeah, not direct enough. She she likes to... She she likes to see the whites of their eyes. It would be pretty funny, though, to order all the phrase to march on King's Landing just to see what happens. Yeah! (laughs) Get her hands dirty, though. Yeah, yeah. That was great. Hey, maybe that's... she. Maybe it's just a big distraction so that she can get in there. Yep, yep, very. It <laughs> could be. You never know. I like that. Yeah. I well, like we're talking that about thing. crackpot theory. Yeah. Well, it's just, well, I don't think I don't think the Queen Slayer, Jamie Lannister Queen Slayer theory is is that crackpot because it oh, seems no. like that's the that's where we're headed, right? Like it seems like that would be the natural conclusion of the Cersei Jamie yeah, plotline. Yeah. It would be very poetic and it would make perfect sense and it would just tap. Yeah, even though, you know, I'm not a Jamie Lannister fan whatsoever, and, uh, ugh, God, yeah. He's, just... he's, Go he's ahead. built so you're not, though, because that's his whole character. He's not supposed to be a fan favorite. You're supposed to hate him. That's the whole point. Oh, like, and, and I he do. Does, he, doesn't, he doesn't sugarcoat it. He doesn't try to have people like him. He's He is who he is, and yeah. he doesn't care, and that's the best part of his character. But internet-wise, he is still one of the most... Like, a lot of people say, who's your favorite Game of Thrones character? They go, Jamie Lannister. And I'd be like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. The guy who crippled a child and raped his sister is your favorite yeah. character? It's like... Uh, I'm sorry, like... He tries to give off as one of the, someone who doesn't care, but, I mean, yeah. he clearly does. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's just like... I don't know. Well, I just... That is another is... issue. He's he's a you know he's easily an unlikable character, but he's also got a lot of depth as a character. Like it's you see true. a lot of yes. different things. Oh, I... So like that's the thing is that people can like him and people can hate him. Yeah. He's not like you know Joffrey, where it's just no everyone just hates his guts. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, he's just cartoonishly in the first evil. Few seasons he was an arrogant asshole who was working directly against the Starks, who were our heroes, and then he got something taken away from him and wasn't working directly against a protagonist anymore. And he got his most relatable. important thing in his life taken away from him. That's yeah. so Man. awesome. Yeah. Well, his sword, so awesome. his, his, his sword fighting ability, right? Yeah, his wanking hand. <laughs> it's not his, churning butter anymore. His yeah, sister... give himself the ultimate stranger. <laughs> his child pushing hand. His sister fingering hand. Um... Yeah. He's gonna warm up this gold hand in the microwave for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Too hot! Too hot! <laughs> oh, we'll play about. I'm glad we brought up this Jamie Lannister thing because I I am a person who is not a fan of Jamie Lannister. I don't get the, just because he saved Brienne from a bear that one time while, you know, reluctantly and slightly noble-ish at the time. He um, also cripples children and stabs people when they're not looking and, uh, you know, rapes his sister. So, I would like to play a little game with you gentlemen. Yet another rapid-fire game. And I'm going to ask you a question, and you guys are going to answer whether this question best or like more accurately describes one of Game of Thrones' most beloved characters, Jamie Lannister, or public enemy number one, the most hated man in the current world, Donald Trump. 
And once this game is over, we are officially retiring all Donald Trump references from this podcast because it's become okay, it's become that. Yeah, I know. I hate it too, Rob. It'll be over after this because I mean, like Donald, like all Trump jokes on Twitter and stuff. It's basically become the new uh, what is it? Godwin's law, where like the second you you it is Godwin's law, isn't it? Where the second you like bring Nazis or Hitler into any kind of argument, it is, it is, all, all, all the arguments will eventually arguments will eventually end with Nazi reference. Yeah, and also basically any time you bring, I will on that same you know note. But like we're there all with the Trump references. Will eventually devolve into Trump jokes. Exactly, exactly right. But so here we go. Uh, Rob Callflesh, uh has a super rich father who is basically the reason for all of his success. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> wow. There's no right answer to this one. <laughs> it's gotta be Trump, though, because yeah. at least Jamie made his own uh, name for himself with his no. swordsmanship. I yeah. agree with KB. That's what I was I just, gonna say. I just don't want to say his name. <laughs> uh, just say the Donald. Just say 45. Trump. <laughs> Trump. Not Jamie. <laughs> Kevin Miller has made sexually explicit comments about his daughter. Uh, I don't think Jamie has, so... Yeah. Mike Leapock has a sexual relationship with his sister. I don't know Trump's sister, so I'm gonna... Oh, wait, no. Trump's sister would be in the same decade as age as him, so it's definitely just Jamie. <laughs> That's the exact right answer. <laughs> Kyle Brown has creepy blonde-haired children that are cartoonishly evil. Uh, it's gotta be 45 because only Jamie's only had one cartoonly evil son so yeah, I can't speak for the relative evilness of all of Trump's children <laughs> Rob, Rob Coughlesh has insecurities that are based around his hand <laughs> I'm going to go with not Jamie. <laughs> Kevin Miller has made fun of crippled children. <laughs> uh, all of the Come on. <laughs> Mike Leapock has actually crippled children. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to hope that's just Jamie. Uh, it depends on if the health care bill passes or not. <laughs> oh, shots fired! <laughs> I don't like this game anymore. Yeah. Uh, two, 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 more, two more. Two more. Two more. Two more. Then it's over. Kyle Brown has been accused of rape. <laughs> Ooh, no one's accused Jamie. <laughs> but Rob, they should. Rob, Rob Callflesh has actually committed rape. <laughs> oh, God. The answer is Jamie Lannister, and thus ends the great Jamie Lannister versus Donald Trump debate of 2017. And we are officially retiring all Donald Trump references. Like every one of those questions was like 51, 49%. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, sad no. now. <laughs> uh, uh, I have a lot of beers, and I feel like I need to go reload those. <laughs> uh, so I was rewatching uh, all all six seasons of Game of Thrones, and two things stood out to me more than anything else in terms of plotline. And I'd like to get your guys' theories as to, or maybe you have an answer for some of these questions, or for one of these two questions that I currently have. Um, I'm gonna let Lee Pock get this first one. 
in oh my goodness whoever is it i hope you're not dead um <laughs> mike Sorry, leapock just headset issues it's all right uh mike leapock in season three i think it was there's a scene where Melisandre is taking uh, one of the many naked baths that has occurred in Game of Thrones, and mm-hmm. she's in the <laughs> As room. baths are wont to do. Yeah, yeah. and... Uh, that one closed bath that we often get. It's <laughs> true. Uh, never do. <laughs> yeah, well played, Rob. Um, but there she dozens of us. <laughs> dozens! Uh, but she doesn't have her magic age-defying necklace on in that scene. Is... But she's in... in her vagina. Yeah, good call. All right. Uh, All right, problem solved. On to the next question. Uh, Do you... No, back then, back then, actually, it was... um, uh, She wasn't quite as old, so she didn't need quite the large (laughs) uh, medallion. So it was actually a clit ring. But you couldn't see it because it was covered up by her merkin. She just had... You could have said... I like that you could have easily said she was wearing an anklet, but you went right to the clit ring, okay? Like, it's just like, man. But the clit ring explanation also included a merkin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good lord. Uh... Jokes aside, though, do you think that's just, like, a weird... Because, like, I'll tell you how I interpreted the scene. Because the scene was, like, her and uh, Stannis' wife. I can't remember her name. Shireen's the daughter. Shalise? 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 Shalise was the daughter, wasn't it? No, Was Stannis' wife given a name? Yeah, she was given a name. sure, but... But I kind of took it as maybe she's just such a true believer that you know she she would always see i don't know it was just weird i just i just noticed i'm like wait she's not wearing her magical necklace so i don't know maybe they just didn't think of the magic necklace thing until season six and so i had to start making shit up yeah it's if you just... look at the actual years that everything came out mm-hmm. it was probably not important enough for them to yell at the prop people to make sure that it was in the scene mm-hmm. yeah yeah just one of those. Nothing can stop the HBO from having a nude scene. So. Yeah, just one of those things you let go, I guess. All right. Yeah, it's one of those things that on, on when you're reading the IMDb mm-hmm. goofs page, it's yeah. like 45 down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good point. All right. Live... These nerds are gonna be a pe- paying attention to what's on her neck. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be that. <laughs> I don't want to be that the guy in the Lucy in the Lucy Lawless Simpsons scenes where she's just like, well, anytime <laughs> something bad happens, a wizard did it. <laughs> like, yeah, just live and let live, I guess, on that one. Um, Kevin Miller, where do you think Melisandre ends up now that she's, she's, we know she, she was forced to leave Winterfell and she's now heading south. Which plot line do you think she rides into in season seven? Um, Arya. She went ahead in season three and proclaimed that they would meet again. I think it's entirely possible they meet on the road. Very good answer. Especially if Arya has a, 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 you know, a a contract out for her. Now the you other, I, I actually, if, if I may Go make right a comment, I, I think Melisandre might end up with uh, when we next see her might actually end up with Danny whenever she ends up on the land. I know it's not going to happen for a while, but I just like the idea of Melisandre jumping ship. You know, every time she finds a new one who was the one that was promised. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh no, you were actually for so many people. Yeah. yeah. It was Stannis. No, it's John. No, it's Danny. Maybe I should give up. <laughs> you know what? She like, never I said she was perfect. Surprised if that does happen too, like I, I can see both things happening. 
Yeah. I, I wouldn't even say that a mutually exclusive. So wait. Yeah, the first one, then the Ari is the one that was promised, and then Danny. No, no, I'm not even saying that Ari is the one who's promised, but Melisandre had this grand moment of we shall meet again, so they're going to meet again. Very and then call. also she needs to find a new one that was promised, and that would be Danny. But I also like the idea that Melisandre just says that to like everyone when she leaves. So Actually, that's a great idea. If she, if she flourished her cape, and swooped it over her shoulder dramatically <laughs> after she said it, I'd be with you, Mike. <laughs> but I totally get the idea. So, uh, my thing is, so basically, you're telling me, like, like, let me just say this. So, if Mike Leapock is actually correct in this scenario, and... I think he is, to be clear. <laughs> yeah, if Mike Leapock is actually correct in this scenario, and she runs off to join Daenerys Targaryen, making this her... Th- third team in six years and, and return to dragonstone triumph and return to dragonstone and lebron james leaves to join the lakers in the exact same year that <laughs> gives him three teams in six years they're basically the exact same person right yeah all right interesting she's literally taking her team to her house at south beach at that point yeah if he goes to the lakers i will burn this podcast to the ground i swear to god uh, <laughs> uh rise from its ashes with three dragons <laughs> i'll figure something out i don't know what but fuck i'll tell you man esports is where it's at esports <laughs> carpal tunnel carpal tunnel <laughs> oh god um the other question I had for for uh, Lee Pock and Miller uh, as to something that didn't set right with me, um, we found out in season six that D- uh, Varys, you know, ever the string puller, ever the master of whispers, that basically his whole his whole scheme has been to basically get the Targaryens and the Targaryen name and the Targaryen bloodline back on the Iron Throne, hence why he threw in with Daenerys Targaryen. If that is the case, why did he try to have her poisoned in season one? Um, I don't think he thought it would succeed. Mm-hmm. I have a very apologist answer. <laughs> Throw it out there. Which is to say that he he specifically attempted something that would be attempted but not successful. Okay. Yeah, like yeah, a, he 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 made a clumsy play at it intentionally to yeah. both show hey I'm trying and B put her on her guard. He sent well, the B team. <laughs> yeah. There was, he sent there the was guy talk... who immediately cracked under any sort of pressure when Jorah was basically informed in advance of it happening. Yeah, that was another thing, right? Is, yeah, his little birds were like, here, give you that. I gotta give you this right now, right before this thing happens, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Was, sorry, it, it, it might have been a, a kind of a test to see, you know, okay, so we tell Jorah it's gonna happen, set this whole thing up, whatever, and then, you know what, if she's the real one, then he's probably just gonna, you know, stop it anyway. Yeah. Speaking of which, we live in 20 goddamn 17 and not in a fantasy universe. And if I wanted to get a message to the other side of the world and have someone else at the same city 
get a message within like half an hour of that one, it would be goddamn impossible. <laughs> yeah, unless <laughs> unless you specifically like wrote one note with two notes attached to it saying make sure this happens or something. Yeah, you like got that. one yeah. delivery. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's true. Yeah, unfortunately, but again... they didn't have CCing people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ferris, hold on, I got I gotta send a quick E Raven. <laughs> Imagine, so much was... Imagine how much easier it is to be the master of spies when you have like SMS. <laughs> there was talk in the books of sending a faceless man after Danny, and they didn't do it. So if that was Varus's doing, I mean, if well, they said like, that. No, no, we don't. We yeah. don't need a faceless man. Just send this dude. He'll poison her. It'll be fine. That's Definitely. true. Because like... didn't they say that in the show? And Varus was like, "Oh, I don't know. It's pretty expensive to hire those guys, or something like yeah. that." Yeah. There's there was something. Well, yeah. And He's like, oh, I could get her dead today. If... And Varys is like, it's already done. And I think that that was the guy with the poison wine. Yeah. Because yeah, the face I, I could kill her today if money's no option. But I mean, Rob, uh, Robert Baratheon was so paranoid about the Targaryens coming back, he put Stannis in between him. So, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, yeah, because it's like, oh, Viserys, he's like, you know, four years old when we drove him from this country, but he's still a goddamn threat. <laughs> and I won't stop worrying about him literally ever, and now I'm dead. Crown for a king. Uh, <laughs> Rob Callflash. Yo. Masandi and Grey Worm in the trailers look like they were about to do it. What up with that? Don't be interesting. Unless they, I don't know, he, scissor or something. Demon, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say right now, if there's a demon hand in the book, there can definitely be a demon penis in the show. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Just do the like Garrison post. I don't know, unless they, I don't, know, scissor or something. <laughs> yeah. All right. What is this? They might just get right to the spooning, so you never know. All right, let's get down to it. My favorite two questions for our Game of Thrones season preview season seven preview kevin miller mm-hmm. predict who dies in season seven jesus um i have the same answer for who my mvp is like predicted to be and who's gonna die <laughs> so it all not mutually exclusive Oberon proved in season four you can be the mvp and still die uh, yep um davos Ah, oh, Kevin Miller, Sir Davos. Yeah. The internet will. The internet does not like this one bit. <laughs> I love this man. He's a he's a cinnamon bun too pure for this world, too good. But uh, nothing good can stay, Pony Boy. Yeah, Mike Leapock, who dies in season seven. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and actually say Theon Greyjoy. Ooh, that's a good one. That's interesting. I think yeah. I think that there's uh, that or 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 the, or the sister. I think someone with the last name Greyjoy has got to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> there's only a few of them. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Rob Callflesh, season seven. Who you got on the death list? Well, I was thinking of saying Yara. Mm-hmm. I don't want her to die yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since Mike picked Thrones Greyjoy, not about what we want. No, it's not. <laughs> I know, it's about floppy wieners, I get it. it. (laughs) Um, Oh, who is it? I'm going to go with uh, probably a long shot. I'm going to go with Podrick. Oh, 
the internet does not like that oh, one. One my sweet bit. boy. <laughs> Podrick Payne, man. You, you guys are you, so long. You guys That's are just bad. You guys are trying to drink the sweet, sweet fanboy and fangirl tears on on this who oh, dies for wow, <laughs> I need that boy to live forever. He needs to be king. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with a long shot. I'm doubling down on horrible. No, horrible. Not He's absolutely going to die. Of course he is. <laughs> and uh... it's your fault. <laughs> God damn it, Rob. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm okay. I'm just gonna take a step back. In the end, I do think Cersei's gonna die. But I don't think she's gonna die in season seven. That's a that's a big limb there, uh, big limb you're out on there, Rob. Yeah, wow, what a crazy prediction. Yeah, Rob, I think the Golden State Warriors are gonna have a pretty good 2018. But if if Padraig and Sir Illyn die in the same season, then that'll be the end of the pain bloodline, as far as we know. Yeah, that's true. Oh, KB, who you got? I'm going to go deeper. Braun by the way of Tyrion Lannister. Oh, shit, son. I mean, you guys are out for... for that's fun. That's yeah, fun. that's fun. You guys are out for blood. Yeah. We we really thought that... I remember thinking in season five... Yeah, like, Let's just kill all the fun characters. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> guys. Um, I'm going to go off the board. I'm going to go off the board, and I think you guys will like this prediction. I am going to say Drogon dies. In season seven of Game of Thrones, because you want to see a Shut zombie dragon. No, I just I think I, here's the thing. Here's here's You're my money where your mouth is. Yeah, that's true. I am putting my money where my mouth is. But like, here's the thing. When was the last time in this show Danny took an L, like a serious L? I mean, like. The, the guys she sh- takes L's all the time they're, the they're a, whole, five, a whole season was her taking L's no Mar- anything that happened in Marine I don't quite count as an L because Marine's not important enough to remember okay are you killing me <laughs> are you, <laughs> you kidding me Sir no. Barristan died you don't count oh that. no you're right yes yeah, Sir that Barristan was, that was you're the right. weakest My bad. in the show he went out like a bitch it was he, the he worst he did he killed me because he's so rad yeah Mia culpa I did forget about Sir Barristan selling me they set it up too it's this wonderful story and how he used to go down and whoever mm-hmm. used to sing and all that I was like yeah dead. oh but god yeah, yeah. well you want one of to die you had the go classic for the obvious one. figure death of uh <laughs> i'm gonna tell you a little bit of the story and i'll tell you the rest later bye <laughs> yeah he basically did the like don't worry i've only got before then i've Whoops. only got two days left till retirement don't worry once i retire we'll have plenty of time to tell stories <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so exactly. i'll tell you the rest gonna take my wife and kids on a vacation they always wanted I'm gonna I'm gonna guess Lee Pock that your prediction for me to say if I was because uh, I believe you yeah, were gonna it, say to take the obvious you're, you're gonna go for one of the ilk the obvious one is Jorah is Jorah yeah but yeah uh, I don't know like Jorah's out out and about Dario would be another good one if you want to take that route but yeah we see Jorah's disgusting arm in one of the yeah the trailer. Sick. Yeah, that's I true. I don't see Dario. I see that like it would be expected that Jorah dies, but then someone else does instead. So I'm actually going to say Grey Worm. Dario's not... not uh, yeah. Now, here's the thing. Dario didn't sail to Westeros, so here's a question for exactly. you guys. I don't think he'll even be in the season. Yes. Do we... Like, I'll do you one further, Rob. Do we ever see Dario Naharis in this series ever again? Can I tell uh, you where I see him coming back? Throw it out there. 
next season, not mm-hmm. seventh season, eighth season. Yeah, um, eighth and with, final. Um, Varys and Illyrio. <laughs> Who are? But Varys is on oh. the ships. Yeah, Var- Varys is on the ships. Oh well, never mind then. My Who? my thing's entirely wrong. Who who is the other guy? <laughs> Shut down. Well, who yeah. was the, who was the other guy you mentioned? Alirio. He's the uh, one who was hosting them in Pentos at the very beginning of the season. The one that uh, Varys is friends with. That was the okay. first place that he brought uh, Tyrion before they started traveling towards Danny. All right. So yeah, that guy. Because I mean, if Dario shows up, it's going to be with like a big hero shot, right? Like somebody's going to do. Like somebody's gonna be like trying to assassinate Danny, and then some handsome stranger is gonna save the day, and ah, Dario Naharis is back in. I don't, back in the I don't game. think that Dario is either in the season at all or dies in this season. I think mm. that if anyone dies on Team Danny, it's actually probably not gonna be Jorah quite yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it will probably be either Missandei or um, Grey Worm or Grey both. Worm. Yeah, it's just somebody on Team Danny's got to go down, right? Because we have to have one of those, you know, the, it's always darkest before the dawn type moments, right? Where she has to she has to lose something right before. And I just I feel like it's gonna be Drogon, and I just I because like like how devastating would it be if like I don't know the White Walkers shot a bunch of arrows into fucking. We're not gonna get White Walker on Dragon action this season. You know it's not. I don't know, but like, or just. I mean, how? Yes, how do you do anything better than that? True. Exactly. It's gotta be in the last season. Well, yeah. I don't know. Like Drogon getting shot out of the sky and then her and the landing and then her just being like, "Ah!" you know, like you're talking season eight. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm ahead of myself. Doesn't have to be fantastic like that. Doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be fantasy. I mean, the reason that there are no dragons is because brave men kill them all. It is known. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it, absolutely it can happen. Go for the eyes, man. Always with the eyes. <laughs> like, just sh- shoot him in the eyes, for God's sake. That's what they did with uh, 1-1, the, the dragon. Or, that's what, uh, I mean, for all of Ramsey Bolton's fault, it's false. He knew what to do when you had to kill somebody. It's fucking just, like, go right for the eyes. That always shuts him down. Um, oh, I got a question for you. Before you absolutely. Get into your next word. Go right ahead. How much of the White Walkers are we actually going to see this season? Um... Are they going to keep jerking us around and it's going to be season eight that it really happens? I don't, well, they're going to, I think we're going to have one more. Or is it going to be like the last episode of season seven? Um, I'll, 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 if you guys will allow me to take point on this one. I, I believe, this is what I feel will happen with the White Walkers. Um, a lot of their, I would say about 70% of their stuff is going to be brand visions. And then... I say they probably get to Castle Black, and that's as far far as they get down. But they have this big thing where they overrun Castle Black and the Wall. I was actually to go further than that. <laughs> go ahead. All right. So you think that you think they get further south than the Wall? Uh, there's a bit in the trailer that mm-hmm. made me think of this. Um, it's when Davos is saying, like, you know, when the White Walkers come, no one's going to care who its skeleton is sitting on the Iron Throne. Yeah. I would line. not be surprised if the Starks have to flee Winterfell again. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. They finally get the banner, the, the, the wolf banner back on Winterfell and then have to go. There's, a, like, the White Walkers are, they're going to get to some, we're going to get, like, a hard homie. Maybe not yeah. as intense, maybe not full episode, but we're well, going to get, yeah. What I'm sort of positing is I wouldn't be surprised for, like, the bulk of Season 8 if these houses that were so against each other have to band together to take on, like, a supernatural threat. So, I mean, if the season ends with, like, 
this battle where like no we have to give up winterfell we have to stay alive we have to you know retreat to fight another day and like they end up having to make some uneasy truce with you know i don't know the veil or uh dragonstone or somebody in an effort just to stay alive do you (laughs) think the lannisters and the starks would team up against the white walkers I don't think the Lannisters would team up with goddamn anybody at this point. No, it's no. true. Well, they did it, say fuck everybody that isn't us. Yeah. It it looks like Tyrion is gonna take out the other Lannisters after this season. And yeah, he, I I mean I I don't I, I think that the Lannisters survived the season as a as a family, but uh, like I, I think either at least one of Jamie or Cersei will survive this year, this season. But uh, what I'm suggesting is that. By the end of this season, uh, the White Walkers could become such a threat to the Seven Kingdoms inside, south of the Wall, that they realize that, oh fuck, we can't afford to have a world war here anymore. We need to fight for our literal survival at this point. So that kind of bolsters the theory that uh, the Night King is a former Stark, or was a Stark, or is it like Mm -hmm. the forefather of the Starks? Sure, yeah. like, and like, like Brandon the Builder or something like that. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't put it past them. Like, there's a lot of Northlands, like, sort of, I mean, there's the North, which is, like, the Winterfell Kingdoms and stuff like that, but, I mean, it could affect the Iron Islanders, who are fairly North as well. It could have, it could even affect the Riverlanders, like, uh, whoever was at the Siege of White, of uh, River Run and stuff like that. Like, so it could be the, bro- the Brotherhood Without Banners. It could affect whatever Arya's doing. Uh, the phrase, whatever's left of them, like it could affect probably half of the characters on this show still, um, and and that would put a lot of pressure on them for a final season. River Run and, brings up one of the characters we missed in the inn, which is Edmure Tully, who is finally yeah. out of prison. <laughs> yep, yep. No, they put him back in prison. <laughs> that, that was just he's, a, he's in and he's out. Yeah, that well, that was exactly what happened. He got out and then he was right back in again because like there's right before Arya slaughters uh uh buddy uh, right before Arya cuts his throat he has some throwaway line where he says ah we threw Ed Mantelli back in the cells or something like that so I don't know maybe now that Walder Frey's dead he just kind of gets to go ooh I better escape now while nobody's looking <laughs> right but uh, I mean we, we could have a, an Arya fueled uh river run liberation front yeah. in the first couple episodes <laughs> that is one of my favorite game of thrones questions to ask people ask people though there is they're like oh you're a hardcore game of thrones fan eh? oh yeah i love everything everybody i was like who actually got married in the red wedding one of the most important uh like television <laughs> moments of the, of all time who actually got married they're like uh 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 uh, uh that so that that's if you ever want to really just fanboy slap if you really want a fanboy pecker slap fans, that's that's the question to ask people. <laughs> Enjoy that one. Um, anything anybody else wants to bring up before we get into before we make our big MVP predictions? Off the top of anyone's head, open forum uh, right now. Over under on uh, more looks between uh, Torment and Brienne. Ooh, let's, nice. Let's put it at one. God, I love Torment. I'm putting. I'll. I'll it's. It's. It's above one, but not by much. Yeah. So one and a so one and a half is what you're saying. Like he's gonna get I'd one. Take, Will there be a second? <laughs> I'd take the over on three point five. Oh my goodness! 
because that was apparently ad-libbed, like it was not scripted at all, and the internet just fell in love with it, so they actually threw in a second one, too. Yeah, when he was, like, eating the bread all (laughs) (laughs) disgustingly. That's how I like to do that. I I mean, I don't know his name at all, but the dude who plays Tormund, he acts so well with just his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) He's fucking Yeah, like, when she first wrote in... Yeah, like, when she first wrote in and then he was staring at her, like, what the hell is that? <laughs> like, and then he like, smiling. It's like, ah, oh, climb her like a tree. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you probably heard all the wildling stories growing up that everyone, every woman south of the wall was like tiny and dainty and wore a silk dress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he sees this giant seven foot woman in like bronze armor. He's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, maybe it's not so bad here. <laughs> I can get down with this. <laughs> Oh, good. Like I said, anything anybody else wants to bring up? Open forum. I'm gonna throw out another over under. All right. And I'll, I'll put it. I'll put this one at point five. Point five. So will or will or will it not will it happen? happen at all? Yeah. Um. What is it? Uh, Sir Bron of the Blackwater. Uh, engages with uh, the most beautiful woman in the world. Oh, the sand snake. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, uh, that was that yeah. is in the running for one of the worst lines in the history of the show. That bad pussy line, God. That I, was I, fucking... I partially brought it up just for <laughs> so bad. <laughs> that was for, bad. For all our souls, let's, let's yeah. say zero, zero, bad, zero, zero. Yeah. zero. Bad dialogue. I'll take, I'll take the under on that. You're taking the under. Yeah, no Definitely take the under. Oh, on that. Yeah, I could give out a negative. I would. <laughs> She starts saying, like, talking, and then gets immediately stabbed. <laughs> wow, it wouldn't be out of character. <laughs> Do the Sand Snakes make it through this, guys? No. Nah, God. This season, or by the end of season eight? Just in general. In general, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Possibly yeah. by virtue of being furthest south. <laughs> but no, aren't they? They're all... Swinging towards Westeros, though, now is the thing. I suppose no, they're, they're, well, they're, they're all in. Are um, they on the ship? Or yeah, they're, they're all on ship? ships, like heading there, aren't they? What I'm what I'm suggesting is that it's entirely possible that Cersei is shrewd enough to be like, hey, like if my prediction comes true, where a lot of the southern enemies or, de- or northern enemies are dealing with the White Walkers and so on, it might be that Cersei is shrewd enough to be like, all right, all forces attack south, and now we don't have to worry about this. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Who knows? All right, MVP. Just a quick reminder of the past MVPs and who were the the uh, the illustrious uh, names that are out there and, and the other characters in the show that are, are trying to get on this this illustrious list. Uh, keep in mind, this is a season long MVP. You can't just award it for. Uh, for one fantastic performance in an episode. So the Knights King, unfortunately, did, did not win the season five MVP with the come at me, bro, even though he had the best moment in season. That was clearly the best moment in season five. He did not end up winning that. So season one MVP, Ned Stark. Season two MVP, not even close. Tyrion Lannister, good lord. Just a wire-to-wire fantastic performance. Out of the water. Yeah. Season three, Jamie Lannister. Even though I don't like him, I can credit where credit's due. Every time he was on screen in season season three, it was interesting. And he got his hand cut off. It was one of my favorite moments of all time. So good. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Uh, season four, Oberyn Martell. Not even a debate. Uh, I mean, I guess it was between him and Tywin, I think, in season four. But it, like, fucking... Like Oberyn Martell, there's no way he was winning something. <laughs> so this <laughs> o- Oberyn Martell, 
uh, season four, season five, Stannis Baratheon. Just every, every time he was on screen, it was it was just it, it was either gut wrenching or just awesome to watch. He had the nod to Jon Snow when he burned his daughter. <laughs> I, I messaged you about oh, nod, the fucking so, nod. Yeah. We did. We talk for like twenty minutes about a goddamn head nod. I'm pretty sure we did. It sounds like something we would have done. <laughs> it was absolutely great. <laughs> and the one and only female contingent, and, and I'm. Sure, she. There's a very good chance she will get joined in the female category. Cersei Lannister, Lena Headley won season six. Uh, close match with her and uh, Sophia Turner as Sansa Stark, but in the end, it was uh, Cersei winning it out. Oh, winning it out. And I'll tell you, like, and that was a tough one, right up to like, because season, like, the final episode of uh, season ten. Like, like basically like it, it was basically the Harden Harden uh, Westbrook MVP debate that we had this year where it was like it's so fucking close because I mean like and their final parting shots in like season six were friggin Cersei Lannister like like Lena Headley with that performance where like she's watching the Septa Baylor like burn and she just has that like look where it's like 80% of a smile but not quite all the way there and she's just so smug in her finery it was so good and then <laughs> friggin Sansa's parting shot was Littlefinger goes in for the kiss on her and she puts the hand out it was just like rejected it was just like <laughs> oh my, yeah it was just like oh my god so good uh Kevin Miller your MVP yes. let try to redeem yourself because you made a a a, a in, in just unconscionably embarrassing MVP prediction in season six with Doran Martell, who, who yeah. didn't even live through the first episode. The path to redemption begins right now, big shootsy wootsy. So here you go. Kevin Miller, season seven MVP. Can't be worse than last year. Oh, I have three that I'm circling around. Well, you only get one. Uh, just know that whichever name you list, yeah. they're going to die in the first episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll, I'll say as an honorable mention then. I'll, I'll pick one and I'll give an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that he would probably die this season. Davos is my honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual pick that I have, and because she's been a bridesmaid but never a bride for the fast like four seasons, Arya Stark. It's damn time. <laughs> All right, Arya Stark, the first official prediction. Rob Callflesh. Season seven, I, most valuable. If player. I'm not mistaken, I've been saying Arya Stark every time. Yeah, you want to continue that trend? <laughs> I kind of want to. Um, I think I'm going to. All right. I, I, if I, I I didn't re-listen to what we talked about last year, so yes, I'll go with Arya Stark again. All right. I think I said it last year, where my honorable mention or backup is going to be Sansa. All right, Arya Stark, the official prediction from Rob Callflesh. Kyle Brown, MVP let's, of Season let's 7. Let's go off the board. This is her curtain call. This is probably going to be her last season, Olena Tyrell. Oh, that's a tough, that's a dark horse. She's always been awesome. I don't know if she'll get enough screen time, though, to be MVP would be my... I can uh, see her. I can see her walking in to the throne room with Cersei there, giving mm-hmm. her a little lecture and either having someone or doing it herself and stabbing her. I can see it kind of happening. So we'll All see. Right. So you think she's going to take out Cersei? I think, yeah, her and her alliance, because she's got nothing to lose. She's pissed at Cersei for killing all her kids. Yep. I think she's uh, 
think she's due. It's mm-hmm. gonna be her last season. I think she's gonna yeah. die. But... I was gonna say I think Elena Tyrell would have been a, a rather good who dies prediction for season seven. Mike Leapock, who you got? You know what? I I hate to be just kind of go along with everyone else seemingly, but I don't think pick Jon Snow. She's <laughs> don't oh God it. no God no no. no. <laughs> I'm pretty I think sure we're she's, all she's back teams. home. She's reared up. I think she's just getting started. Gotta give it to Arya Stark. Like, still just... I, I think she's just gonna just slay. Oh, She's to... back home she's... and just getting started. I thought you were gonna say Daenerys. Yeah, that's, I, that's <laughs> why know, I thought so, you were going with it. I'm actually, you know, for the same reason, though, I would be giving her the runner-up. And I've actually been waffling back and forth between the two of them. And yeah. I think I think I actually Danny's another really really strong candidate because she's been kind of well okay honestly eighty to ninety percent of her uh, storylines over the last couple of seasons have been just boring. This well, show. yeah, like well, but, well, the thing is she's been treading water for so long. Yeah, they, they play out a lot better when you watch for... the whole series in the span of a month because the time span in between watching it instead of waiting a week to see these like maybe 10 to 20 minutes it's just like okay in an hour i'm gonna see a whole lot more it's like this is just something to get me to the next part makes a big difference but they've really got i think they i think they even like even the writers realize that they got to put her story in overdrive a little bit Mm -hmm. and i think she might she might actually take it I wouldn't predict it necessarily, Mike, but I would love if she ran away with this season. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I honestly, like, she was my favorite character in season one. And, you know, so I've been waiting for her to get super awesome again. And I think this is her time. She's she's back in, you know, she's back in town. Her dragon, she's, she's so poised right now to do amazing things. That's what I want to see, but realistically, I think Arya's just gonna fucking shank like twenty yeah. people. Well, also Game of Thrones style, everything's leading up towards Danny, so you know the rugs being ripped out from under. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, God. What well, you, you bring up? <laughs> you bring up a good point with Daenerys is basically her career arc in this whole thing. I would say season one, she narrowly missed it. She was runner up in the MVP category. If, if, if we had this podcast at the time, I would say she was runner-up in the MVP category to Ned Stark, who unfortunately just got so much screen time, and the mere fact that, um, as a non-book reader, never saw him getting his head chopped off coming a mile away. So that would, you know, there would have been big points for her, even though he, he died. It was just like, just the whole, like, I mean, hell, they made a joke in 30 Rock, for God's sake, where Grizz just goes, oh my God, Ned Stark is dead, right? Like, and it's just... It was so big. Ever since then, and season two, I'm thinking, I, I honestly, I think she was runner-up in, in season two as well. It's just Tyrion was turning in on Michael Jordan in, in 1996 performance in season two. So he, he was not to be messed with. So unfortunately, da- Daenerys had a good season, but it, like... Dude, I would have given Arya runner-up as early as season two. <laughs> it was Yeah, season two is a good one, but I, I just, I think... The stuff with her, stuff with Zack and Hagar and Heron Hall and everything. Yeah, the stuff with yeah. her and Karth, though. I, I don't know hey. if Arya got the screen time in season two to to win the uh, 
to to win the MVP, but uh, it, it doesn't matter season two because the season two conversation is is the least debatable conversation of all time. It, like no, yeah, Tyrion, I mean, like but... I said, that was Jordan in nine. That was Jordan in ninety six. Like it was yeah. just like for everybody get out of my way, right? Like I am yeah. taking Whether this MVP. Daenerys or Arya sort of squabbling for second place. Yeah, yeah. cheering a mile at him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it it wasn't even close. And unfortunately, in season three. She wound up in Marine, and then we had to spend too much time in Marine where Mike Leapock so succinctly put it that we were treading water with the Daenerys Targaryen plot. I am predicting there's a little too much Stark love already in this MVP mm. prediction category. I was debating between Sansa Stark and this particular individual, but I am going with... My prediction that Daenerys Targaryen gets Eta Marine back to her homeland, back on the Western Front, and back. I'm predicting our second female MVP. Well, technically, we're all predicting a second female MVP, but I am predicting Daenerys Targaryen as the season three MVP. I'm misspelling Targaryen on my sheet right now as we speak, but there it is. <laughs> Daenerys Targaryen. So the, uh, How does there a Q get in there? <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's a Q, and there isn't even a U after it. Uh, so, to, so to reiterate... It's a silent seven. Miller, Leapbok, Rob, all predicting Arya Stark, Kyle Brown going way off board with an Elenia Tyrell, and Matt, I think, kind of taking the... Uh, the easy LeBron James typey prediction and go on with Daenerys Targaryen. It's like that. That's that's the Connor McDavid prediction of, of the, the the least like <laughs> the thickest branch I've ever got out on is, is Daenerys Targaryen as yeah. season seven MVP. It's hard. It's hard yeah. because Arya's due because she's been like a runner up for like the last four years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's honestly why I really want to give her the vote because it's yeah. like it's time. It's, yeah. it's time to have like her as number one. It's there for the taking for Arya Stark. Yeah. Like I'll say, it's there. It's there for the taking. It's just whether or not Daenerys just gets. There's a very yeah. good chance Daenerys just gets so much screen time, right? Well, that... her being back in Westeros at the end of season six really just shot, like jumped up my excitement for the rest of the series. It mm. really. It, so this is like partially a serious prediction and partially just i really want it can we just have it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so good i'm i'm so the crossover podcast super excited for game of thrones season seven coming out in a couple of weeks or a couple sundays from now excellent um thank you guys for doing this me kyle brown kevin miller mike leapock and who did i miss rob Callflesh also here <laughs> like, all right uh, also rob also rob is here all right uh crossover podcast available at the crossover podcast.com facebook.com slash crossover podcast soundcloud.com slash crossover podcast no the just slash crossover podcast uh available on itunes please rate and subscribe uh, Twitter account is at Empire Six M P E A R C E, and the number six is the official. I'm too lazy to make an official Twitter account for the show, so I just use my personal Twitter account. Is this? Uh, yeah, send us an email. Uh, contact at thecrossoverpodcast.com. We'd like to hear you get your feedback. Uh, leave any, leave stuff on Twitter, messages, DMs, SoundCloud, whatever you feel like doing. Let us get to know. Let let us know your predictions for season seven MVP in game of thrones and one more last time before we get out of here guys who holds the north 
We do. We do. I'll take it. It wasn't as good as I thought it would be, but it was definitely good, better than the, the beginning of the podcast. All right. Take care, you guys. Thank you very much. <laughs>